Stay awake. Be alert. The king is coming every moment. But the question in our heart is whether our heart is even alive or attentive. And the king is coming right by us. And we're so busy doing everything else that we miss the king coming by. Saying, let me enter into your heart. Let me enter into your life. Daily. Through the surprises. Or we can wait for the very moment, like in this month of November, when we remember those who have died. The moment of death when we will meet the king in a different way. So I'd like to tell you three stories about being alert, being attentive to the presence of God in our lives. This king who wants to enter our door, the door of our heart. We have right now this uh, program, this formation program in our parish called FIRE. There's about 30 leaders that have been chosen by Monsignor to participate in this retreat. And it's meant for individual discernment and communal discernment of where we're going as a community over the next few years. What happens in this group of 30 leaders is they're making a commitment to pray every single day to keep their lamps burning to be attentive to God passing by. And they're doing this for the next eight months. And each week they meet with a spiritual director to help them listen to all the many voices that are going on in our lives. How do we hear the voice of God the King as distinct from everything else that's happening? It's a recognition of the consolation of God walking by and the desolation of all this other noise and confusion. Remember listening to one person who been, been, was going through a bit of this process of listening to the consolations and desolations and we were entering into this uh, through spiritual direction into this passage of listening to the voice of God. And he saw himself in the scene where all of a sudden there was a crowd of other voices and, and Christ pushed through the crowd through the gift of his imagination. And after a long, long time, he could see Christ and Christ could see him. And his heart was flooded with joy because it seemed that everything had been blocking listening to the voice of the king coming in. And he had his lamp burning, was taking his time for prayer and attentive and attentive, just waiting, waiting, waiting. And there was a point when finally, out of all the noises going on, he saw God and God saw him. And joy welled up in his heart. My friends, every day the king is going by. And unless we take some time to sort out all the different noises that are going on around us, he'll just pass by waiting for us. And we're so preoccupied with everything else, but if we don't take that time to slow down a little bit, to distinguish from these other voices, we'll miss this joy that God wishes for us, a fuller joy. So be alert. Be alert means enter into that life of a committed prayer life that's consistent. And bit by bit, what happens, our ears start to open up the ears of our soul. And we hear His voice. And we see his face. And just looking on the face of God, just hearing a little of his word, greeting our name, it gives so much hope. And Lord knows we need hope because it gives us the energy and support to move forward for the next day. Gives us wisdom, as we hear in the first reading, of knowing what to do and what's the next step to take. And it lifts us up during the hard times and challenges 
that we definitely have in our land ahead of us. With the reality of the pandemic, to hear the voice of God and all the noise and all the fear and anxiety means we need to slow down and light the lamp through our prayer life and wait for the king to knock at the door. It could be in the middle of the night. It can be in the middle of the day. It could be tomorrow. It could be right now. Let me in. For the Lord wishes to marry us, to enter into our hearts, to fill us with his joy, to show us the next step. Her story then is about this. Taking the time to be alert means an invitation to regular prayer so that we can hear the Lord's voices distinct from everything else. Now the Lord is also passing by in events that we weren't planning or expecting, what I call the suddenness of life. We're doing or planning or we're doing all our different activities around us, but sometimes events happen in our lives. It could be a trauma, it could be a disaster, it could be just something unexpected, and the Lord breaks in and says, I have you, I'm here, I'm with you. So I tell you another story. When I was working with lay missionaries, I had a chance to travel different parts of the world, and one of the places that I had a chance to go to was to the Marshall Islands in the South Pacific. We had a group of lay missionaries working on this tiny little island called Ibai. Ibai, the lagoon of Ibai, in that area, the Kwajalein, uh, near the Kwajalein military base, is where we test off our nuclear weapons, not the bombs exploding, but just the missiles, missiles to see if they reach the target. They launch them from the continental U.S. into the middle of the Pacific, and they land in this lagoon there. When they were relocating the people to make this military base, the Kwajalein military base, they moved all the people onto this tiny, tiny little island that's about a half a square mile, Ibai. Half a square mile and 10,000 people live on this island. Usually 10 people in one little house. And so we had a group of our lay missionaries working there at a high school, as well as a parish school called our Lady Queen of Peace. And I was visiting the lay missionaries one year to see how they were doing and how they were helping out the people on Ebai. I remember you fly into the Kwajalein military base and then you have to get on this hovercraft that takes you right over to the island. So you go from a beautiful base with everything that you need onto this island of people that are just packed like sardines and poor. When I got off of the, sh- uh, the, the hovercraft boat that uh, takes you to the island of Ibai, where everybody is, I was hungry. And there's one restaurant on the entire island that I remember. And it's called Bob's. I'm serious, it was called Bob's. And so I went in there to have a hamburger. And I'm on the second floor, and it's overlooking the island here, and it's starting to get late at night, probably about 7 o'clock at night. And as I'm finishing my hamburger, I get my little suitcase, ready to find to, to pull my suitcase and find out where the church is, where I was going to spend, spend the night. The one Catholic church on the island, Lady Queen of Peace. I'm pulling my suitcase, I'm going down the stairs, And as I'm asking for direction to where the church is, all the electricity on the entire island goes out. Everywhere. Pitch black. Everything goes out. And the people start lighting little fires on the ground. Little, little fires in front of their homes. The shacks. And of course me, the one priest that's landed in the area, Within about 
10 minutes, I'm as lost as I can ever be in this dark uh, with everything out and just these little fires everywhere. I'm pulling my suitcase, kind of standing out. And I say, I'm already lost and I can't find the one Catholic church on a little island that's half a square mile. And there's alleys and corners. And you can't see the faces of hardly anybody except through the shadows of the little fires burning on the ground. Finally, at a certain point, I stop with my little suitcase. I turn to a gentleman who I could not see his face. And I say, my name is Father Dave. I'm a Catholic priest. And I'm lost right now, and I can't find the only Catholic church on this entire little island. Could you help me? The man stood up, and I still couldn't see his face. Too dark. Should sir, Father, I'll show you where it is. And so I followed this man, Shadow, through alleys, dark places, even places where there was no more fires, until finally we came to this little spot, and in just a little bit of the darkness, you could see that it was a tower of a church. I shook the man's hand. His name was Michael. And then he left. And I knocked at the door of the church and it opened even with all the electricity out. And what did I hear in my heart? The heart that was burning. God, will you please help me through this situation? Will you please find me home? Will you please help me find the church? God saying, I have you. I have you. I am here. I'm with you when all the lights go out. I have you. I will lead you in the next step. Listen to me and keep your heart burning with that fire of light. You can still see the images, the faces, the shadow of Michael and all these things. There are events in our life, my friends, where it seems that all the lights go out, that we're confused and lost. And God grabs us. He says, I'm right here. I have you. Don't be afraid, the opening song. Be not afraid. I shelter you. I cover you. Even in the tragedies and the traumas, I have you. And the king who is finally coming that seems like in midnight arrives and enters inside and gives us joy. Gives us joy. Every day we can be ready for the coming of the King. Every crisis and difficulty that we might have, the King is coming. Is our light burning, our lamp burning? Prepared, listening, attentive to this God passing by. For some of us, we might wait for the third story now. Only when things are at the final end, in the moment of death, we ask ourselves, my gosh, the king has arrived, definitely. How have I lived? Last story. As a kid, I really didn't first have any kind of sense of what death was until I was about 16. I mean, you hear about it, you read about it. And I was 16 years old in high school, 
16, 17, I was uh, just becoming a senior in high school, and it was Thanksgiving holidays. I remember we were coming back from visiting my relatives in San Diego, and uh, on the radio I heard about a plane crash in Los Angeles, small little plane, and, and four or five people were killed in the plane crash. And the commentator on the radio was making a comment of this young lady who was on the plane, was killed in the, the plane crash, who was praying the Hail Mary, basically the rosary, encouraging the pilot, you can do it, you can do it, and then the plane crashed. The next day, it was on the weekend, read in the newspaper about Kathy Taylor, Kathy Taylor, at Bishop Amat High School, my high school. She was a junior running the, the National Honor Societies. Everybody knew her, extremely, extremely popular, very dynamic, a great leader, and filled with faith, she just inspired everyone around her. When everyone arrived to school on that Monday, we could not believe what had happened. She was 16. And the Lord seemed to just take her. But we were not ready for any of that. The king arrived all of a sudden and nobody knew. They, weren't, they didn't have any of their lamps burning bright. Didn't know what to do, not even prepared. But it did make us alert. Not the fear of death, but what are we doing with our lives? The story of Kathy Taylor is amazing when this, it stayed with me for all my life. How that all life rests in this God. During this month of November, we remember all those who have lost their lives. During this pandemic, we re remember over 230,000 people have lost their lives. A year ago, we would not even have had a clue. And so the Lord calls us to be alert, wake up. I am passing by daily and talking with you in your prayer. In the surprises and events you weren't planning. And I will pass by in the moment of death. When we look back and just reflect upon our lives, Lord, how have I followed you? How have I listened to you? Or was I so busy that I didn't even hear? A common practice of the saints in history, and especially in, in paintings of the saints when they're praying, is to have a picture of the saint either praying or, or writing in a journal or some kind of book or reading scriptures, and on their desk is a skull. It doesn't mean something morbid. What it means is, help me to remember what the end of my life is so that I can know what my priorities are now. That I don't look back after all these years and simply say, what a waste. Why did I do that? That I could say that as I come and reflect upon, if I want my life to head in a particular direction, what am I doing now? How am I keeping the lamp burning, attentive to the voice of God, talking to me, coming by the king showing up and say, I'm ready now for the wedding. May the Lord fill us with his spirit. We need this not only individually, but we need it for our land. To hear the voice of God talking to us daily, keep your light burning, I'm coming today. For the surprises and difficulties and challenges, and we definitely had many of them, I'm here now with you, I have you, I hold you, even at times when it seems so dark.
And the Lord comes also at the moment when death seems near. Not out of fear. But to take us and say, everything that I am belongs to you. Be alert. The King is coming. Let the light burn. And when he comes, let him in.